This is Carrie Gephardt, and you're listening to Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on you do know him and have seen him. John chapter 14 verses 1 through 7. Welcome back to another episode of Five for Fruit, a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Here on Five for Fruit, we've been tackling some big questions. And today, the question that we're tackling is, is Christianity too narrow? Now, ultimately, I think this is a question that you're going to face in today's culture because of relativism. The idea that my truth is my truth and that doesn't necessarily have to be your truth and I can't force my truth onto your truth. That's where this concept of the narrowness of Christianity comes in. And it comes from an offense that Christianity proclaims to be the only way of salvation. And so what I want to talk about, though, is two sides of that picture. I want to say, yes, Christianity is exclusive in nature, meaning it excludes people, but it's also inclusive. It's also inclusive. And we see this in the gospel being revealed in Christ. So let's talk first about the exclusive character character of Christianity. I read at the beginning, John chapter 14, it's got that famous verse, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. These are Christ's words, and they're repeated by the apostles in the New Testament. Uh, Peter will say there's no other name under heaven by which men can be saved. Paul will say that God commands all men everywhere to repent, and he's done so by showing the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so, of course, we can say that Christianity is exclusive. It excludes people because the only people People who are saved are those who place true faith in Jesus Christ. But I don't think that's the only part of the story. Because all the way up into the New Testament, the religion of Yahweh, the one true God, was even more exclusive than what we see here today. And that is to say that if Christ would not have come, Salvation would have been exclusive to the people of Israel, to an ethnically bound group of people. Yet, we see in the coming of Christ and in his provision of salvation through himself, his own person and work, a, an explosion outward of all the people who will be saved because of Christ, because of his work. Uh, think for yourself of, of Revelation 7. When uh, John sees this picture, he says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So there is an exclusive nature of Christianity, but there is an inclusive nature of Christianity. 
That is, there are going to be people from every tribe, tongue, and nation who will be saved. And I believe that there is a balance here that we need to keep our perspective on. We shouldn't always be speaking of the exclusive character and nature of the gospel, the proclamation of the gospel. We should also be talking about the inclusive nature of the gospel, that it brings people to salvation from every background, from every skin color, from every people, from every language, from every culture, whatever it may be. And I believe this is something uh, that glorifies God. Well, until next time, may you bear much fruit to the glory of God. Pfeiffer Fruit is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Check out more members of the Society at reformedpodcasts.com. Subscribe, rate, and review Pfeiffer Fruit on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And visit the website pfeifferfruit.com to listen to past episodes and to read articles. Until next time. This is Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice.